Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing today? Sharice Johnson Moore, and I am here to share with you the daily devotional for today. Daily devotional for today, we are in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 24, 1 through 20. 2 Kings, chapter 24, 1 through 20. And it speaks about the captivity of Jerusalem and the captivity of Judah. The captivity of Jerusalem and the captivity of Judah. So I want you to get your Bibles, your tablets, your cell phones, however you may be reading the word. And come on and let's learn what God is teaching us today. All right. So come on now. Let's get busy. now let's get into this word for today second kings chapter 24 1 through 20 in his days nebuchadnezzar king of babylon came up and jehoiakim became his servant three years then he turned and rebelled against him and the lord sent against him bands of the chaldees and bands of Syrians, and bands of Moabites, and bands of the children of Ammon, and sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servants the prophets. Surely at the commandment of the Lord came this upon Judah, to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he did, and also for the innocent blood that he shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah. So Jehoiakim slept with his father's and Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his stead. And the king of Egypt came not, came not again any more out of his land. For the king of Babylon had taken from the river of Egypt unto the river of Euphrates all that pertained to the king of Egypt. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jerusalem three months, and his mother's name was Nahushata, the daughter of Elnathan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city, and his servants did besiege it. 
And Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and his princes and his officers. And the king of Babylon took him in the eighth year of his reign. And he carried out thence all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Solomon, king of Israel, had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had Lord had said. And he carried away all Jerusalem and all the princes and all the mighty men of valor, even 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and smiths. None remained save the poorest sort of the people of the land. And he carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon, and the king's mother, and the king's wife, king's wives, and his officers, and the mighty of the land. Those carried he into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. And all the men of might, even seven thousand, and craftsmen and smiths, a thousand, all that were strong and apt to war, even them, the king of Babylon, brought captive to Babylon. And the king of Babylon made Mataniah, Mataniah his father's brother, king, in his steed, and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was twenty and one years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah, until he had cast him out from his presence, that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. I have just read Second Kings chapter 24, 1 through 20. Hold the heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything that you have done for us in this day. Allowing us to see another day. Allowing us to have the breath in our bodies and activity of our limbs. And we are in our right minds. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have eyes to see, ears to hear, a brain to think with, organs that work organs that function that you made. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask that you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Get into this word that 
God has given us for today. Now, we are in 2 Kings chapter 24, 1 through 20. And during reading of the word, we see that Nebuchadnezzar has come and taken over Jerusalem. And he has taken Jehoiakim as a servant for three years, and then Jehoiakim decides to rebel against King Nebuchadnezzar. And the Lord just kept sending them and sending them and sending them and sending different tribes and factions and 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 and, and the Lord said, I just had enough of these people. I've just had enough with these people because they just didn't want to do right. Now in the next chapter, I mean the next next uh, scripture, it reads the child uh, uh, Chaldees, Syrians, Moabites, Ammon, uh, they they all came up against Judah and Jerusalem. And it was like a never-ending, never-ending fight, never-ending fight, never, never-ending. And it was... Have you ever had your grandmother or your mother and father tell you that, you know, a hard head make a soft butt? Right, and we see that the children is the children in Jerusalem and the children of Judah have to pay for their disobedience, being hard-headed, not following after what God asked them to do, and it cost them their freedom. I give you this story this morning because I used to be one of them hard-headed people, and. I, you know, um, if you listen to the podcast and my previous episodes, I talk about this because I'm not afraid to share my story. Okay. Not listening to my grandparents. I, not listening to what my grand, my grandparents raised me. So not listening to my grandparents and their wisdom. I did a lot of foolishness in my life. Hanging out, started drinking. Um, it developed into um, hanging out with the wrong person and got to start, it started doing, you know, started stripping, started using drugs, uh, and and it became a thing where uh, I was hard-headed and my drug addiction got me in trouble. It got me in so much trouble that one day, my cousin asked me, he says, hey, I got this check. You know, I got this, got this, uh, I got this check and I need to cash it. I was on my way. I had a job at Piccadilly's. And I said, he called me in and I was like, can you me write a word? Yeah, I just want you to do this for me. Okay. 
the check was from a gas station. And he said, well, I'll give you some of the money. I was like, yeah, I need this money. But my instincts on the inside said, no, go to work. This ain't for you. Don't go to work. I did not listen to the voice speaking to me. So, uh, we go to the check cashing place. We go to the check cash place. And, um, and I'm standing there waiting on lady, you know, um, standing there waiting, waiting to cash check. My cousin proceeds to stay in the car. So, while I'm standing there, the police come in the door. And then the lady from the gas station came in the door. And no, the lady from the cash, the lady from the from the gas station came in first. And then the police came behind her. Okay, so I'm standing there and they handcuffed me and everything. And while I'm getting put in the car, my cousin rides by and looks at me and you know, do a slow ride by, you know, like they looking and trying to drive at the same time. So that was my first time ever being in handcuffs in my whole entire life. I never got in trouble with the law before, but because I thought I needed money and it, and, 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 and the temptation was there that I thought I could get away with it. Now, nevertheless, mind to say, um, you know, I was thinking, you know, I had, had all these signs. I had all this. Well, you know, I heard the Lord say, you know, now you know this this border stole this check. So why are you going to try to help him cash it? I asked him, I said, you know, and I thought I thought about all these questions. I was saying, well, okay, well, what, uh, why you can't cash it? Oh, I ain't got no, uh, okay, well, take, you take it to the cat. No, I can't do that. Da, 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 da. It was one excuse after another, right? So, like I said, first time in. And that started my, started, started me down the road of having to be on probation, having to report to drug court because... You know, at the time, I was trying to, I said, well, I can get some money. I can go get high. That's what came to my mind with cashing this check. And I still went to work and things of that nature, right? But my thing was, I said, okay. My cousin didn't call my grandma to tell her I had gotten in trouble. I had to call her from jail to tell her that. Luckily, I had a friend that posted my bond for me. Uh, I pled guilty to the charge. I got placed on probation. And this started my routine down the road of being always on probation. I would violate. I get locked up. Let me out. Violate me. Lock me up. You know, that started me on that road. But me not listening to what God was telling me in that moment when he walked in the door with the check saying, don't do this. This is not for you. You will get in trouble. God specifically told me that. I know what God was trying to tell me. This is just like the children of Israel. God give you warning after warning after warning after warning. He just keep warning you about certain things in your life that you need to change or, or things, you know, He that, that still voice that talks to you and tells you, look, um, you know, uh, it's, it's this thing of, look, I'm, I'm trying to keep you out of trouble, but you are hard-headed. 
Paul had to get you in a lot of mess. Thinking you know more, thinking you slicker than other people, thinking you can con people out of stuff, thinking you could, you know, get away with whatever you're doing. And you know it's wrong. You know it in your spirit is wrong, but you do it anyway. And this is the situation here with this children of Israel. He has given them the promised land. He has given them everything they want. He has given them land. He has given them fruit. He's given them everything that their heart that they need. God's given them everything that they need, but they seem like they just didn't appreciate what they were getting. My grandma had a place for me to stay. We stayed in a nice home. We stayed, she paid bills, she showed me how to do money, she showed me right from wrong, things like that. She always talked to me, but I was hard-headed. I wanted to know more than what the older people knew. And, like they say, you got to learn the hard way. You know, hard uh, uh, hard makes a soft butt. And in this in this thing is, I, I, can, re- I can relate to the children of Israel with their hard-headedness. Because my hard-headedness has gotten me into a lot of stuff, right? And I'll tell you how good God is. During my during my drug addiction, during, during my drug addiction, I had turned around and I was spending the night at a friend's house. I'll tell you how good God is. And we were sitting there and I had gotten drunk, and I fell asleep in the bed, in my friend's bed. Okay, so, during the course of that, the next morning, I'm sitting there like I got to get up and go ahead and go home. But I didn't move fast enough, because the next thing I knew, the popo was running in the dodo. Okay, Popo had surrounded the apartment they was in and came into the apartment and sat all five of us down, me, my friend, and three other guys. And I knew it was a drug house. Okay, I'm keep it real with you. I knew it was a drug house. They sold crack out of there. They sold all kind of drugs out of that, out of the apartment. And they sat us down in the front room and they proceeded to search the apartment. And in the apartment, in the closet, they found the residue of paper in the top of the closet on the shelf where they had the pills. You know, you take the medicine pills. Well, you may not know. But people take the vitamin pills, the clear blue pills, and and dump out the insides, put heroin in them. And so that kind of residue, that was left on the shelf. So... They, you know, they were sitting there talking to us and da 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 And then one officer proceeded to talk crap to me. He said, oh, you know, what's your name? And I gave him my name. And he was like, oh, you here for a night bender. You been on a bender all night. da 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 He didn't talk a smack to me, right? And real nasty and stuff like that, he, you know. And I did not know that all four, my friend and the other three guys, had warrants out for their arrest. Right, had warrants out for their arrest, and so when it's my turn for them to look me up, I gave them my name, I gave them my social security number. Okay, 
And they said, well, you don't have no warrants on you. Whatever, whatever. And the Lord allowed me to walk out the apartment. And I proceeded to walk to my grandmama house. So, you may be in the wrong place at the wrong time, but God can deliver you from where you at. And that got me to the point where I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, I ain't, I ain't, mm-mm. I was kind of scared of places like that, you know, places of that, the way they do things in a place like that. So I never did that again. Um, And the thing, the thing is, is that look how good God is. The rest of the other people in this room, they go to jail because they already in trouble. They already running from the law, okay? But I didn't have no charges then. I didn't have nothing against me then. And, you know, God makes a way for you out of no way. But that was my hard-headedness. My hard-headedness where I thought I knew more and I thought I could do more and things of that nature. And it's like... You know, and I realized I was, I was, I was living the wrong way. Now that I look back on it, I was living the wrong way for the wrong reasons. I was just live, I was just living the wrong way for the wrong reasons, and that was my way. That was that was my disobedience to God. That was my disobedience, you know, disobedience to Him, and. And 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 it and it is so poignant that you know never get into the to the mindset of you can't never get in trouble. You can't never get into a situation that you can't get out of unless the Lord helps you. I've had many of those experiences, but in this passage, we see that God just said, I, I'm tired. Have you ever just been tired of, of doing the same thing over and over again, watching out for people, doing stuff for them, uh, you know, and they seem like they just don't get the point of what you're doing. They just don't get the point of what life really is about. And it's and it's, they keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And now I'm in the same boat that my grandma was when I was out there. Now I'm like that with my kids. It's like a generational thing. But now I see why she would do, my grandma would do what she do for me. Now I do it for my kids. Look, you got to learn. I have to take my hands off of you. I had to let you go ahead and suffer for a little while. Let you go ahead and do what you need to do. But children, you have to learn on your own of being disobedient and what disobedience will cause you, what disobedience will lead to, what disobedience can can do to your life, can have you where you think you, you know, you, you think you know more than grown people, but grown people trying to tell you life ain't, life is not like that. And you can't hit rock bottom and everything can be taken away from you. And 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 I think, how can I say this? I just got tired of being on that merry-go-round. So, and it doesn't matter. You know, you can, you can end up dying in your disobedience. 
you can end up being taken captive in your disobedience, whether it be drug addiction, us, uh, uh, you know, uh, stealing, robbing, killing. It can either you end up in jail or dead, right? So these are the consequences for the children in Jerusalem and in Judah. That because of their disobedience, they are taken captive. They are taken captive by their captors. And someone comes and takes their land, takes their possessions, takes everything from them. And now they are at the mercy of somebody else. Yo, at the mercy could be your drug addiction, your prostitution, chasing after money, uh, you know, uh, doing, uh, robbing, killing, stealing, uh, you know, selling drugs, uh, you know, with the fast money and everything like that. Life could be those things could be lead to you being captive. That is your captivity of the things that you do that, that are not of God. So I just want to say, if you are living like that today, if you are living like that today, God has God will make a way if you let him, if you come to him and say, God, I'm tired of this fast money. God, can you teach me some new skills? God, can you take away this drug addiction? Can you take away this uh uh whore whoremongering? Can you take away these things? Can you when you and when you surrender, that means you walk away from everything. Surrender. It might take time. Yes, it will take time to do that, but it can be done. And and you know, and it reminds me, it, it can be your stepping stone. I want more out of life. I want more out of life. I, w- I want to have a relationship with God. I want to I want to do things right in my life. I want to stop living like this. This this is getting tiresome. It's getting worrisome. And you know, and you can step away from the things that you used to do that are that are not of God. And for the ones that have walked away or have never been in that situation, how could I say this? The ones that have walked away, I give you this message. Don't look down on people that are still there. Help them. Help them. Help the ones that are still trapped in those vices. And the ones that ain't never been there in these situations I talk about in this passage. Don't look down on people. Because you could be up one day and down the next. It doesn't matter what it is. You can have you can, depression, anxiety, a suicide, things of that nature. It also comes through thought process where you become captive. You can become captive with depression anxiety, suicide, uh, schizophrenia, uh, bipolar, uh, you know, it's so many things that we could be fighting in our heads. We could be fighting stuff in our heads as well. Not just what we physically do, it's what we mentally think of too. You could be, you know, one day you're happy and then something happens or or you just, you got so overwhelmed that you you just... You just don't have no more fight in you. You just don't have no more fight in you. And you lose your dreams. You lose your thought process. You lose all the things that made you happy. From your house to your car to your children to all those things. You can lose these things. And 
appreciate everything that you have also. Because God blessed you with it. Be careful of what you have. Be careful. Be careful, okay? I love you all. And I pray that you have a blessed day. Okay? And I'll talk to you next time on Daily Devotional for 2 Kings chapter 25. Okay? 2 Kings chapter 25 is our next reading. And then we will be in completion of season 8. We will be in completion of season 8. Okay? Um... We will start season nine soon. I am working everything out for season nine. I'm working ahead and child, you talk about somebody busy. Okay. I love you and I pray that you have a blessed day and talk to you again on Daily Devotional.